Yeah, this okay. is about the time Buddy says, Jason, take it away. And I, don't, right. I don't know what I'm going to do, so. <laughs> Pull something out of your hat. Yeah. Well, this is like the Travel and Buddy Road Show today, so. We, yeah, uh, I had to I had to come up and, and uh, help set up some equipment for John, and I figured I'm going to go hunting. Not with John. I'm going to go take my dogs because I'd go with you, John, but. <laughs> I really didn't take my dogs out. I understand. <laughs> I don't blame you. That's the nice thing. I don't get to go. You have to work all the time. That's the nice thing about houndsmen is when you're like, you know, I really want to go hunting with you, but I really didn't take my dogs out. So that's how that works. That's goes. a common that's thing, though. You know, oh, yeah. A, if you want to go hunt with somebody, like I'm kind of a big fan of. If I'm going to go hunting with you, I just go hunting and I leave my dogs home usually, you know, because I don't want to that's throw a, it in. I honestly, I don't get to go a lot, but when I do, like when I go to Arizona and stuff, that's what I do. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I take my shaps and spurs and gloves and riding gear and I go watch their dogs work. Well, everybody's got their own method, you know, how it happens. And that's kind of what I wanted to touch on with this today was, you know, for somebody on the outside who does not hunt off a horseback or mule. Okay. and I'm a person who is kind of leaning that way, given like national forest closures and, you know, road access. Sure. You know, the kind of my plan is in the next several years is I'd like to get into more possibly hunting off a horseback okay. or, mule or something like that. So I thought for a training tip, why don't we kind of run down what would somebody who's trying to break into that style of hunting want to do as far as getting our dogs who might not be used to livestock around them and comfortable or how to acclimate puppies or, you know, just the little tricks of the trade to somebody wanting to get away from that truck and go into the wilderness a little deeper horseback. Sure. Yeah. Uh, so one thing, Jason, is uh, horses aren't as bad as mules, but if, if a guy, if you or anybody was wanting to start into that, uh, one thing I would urge them to do, if they have background in stock where they've rode quite a bit themselves, that let's we're not even going to get into that part, but just the part about your dogs. Sure. Uh, there are there are there are certainly mules in the world that are very unfriendly to dogs, <laughs> and and boy, that's the thing that you absolutely have to make sure of because boy, a, a a mule that's mean to a you know that that has aggression towards dogs would it would be a really heartbreaking deal for anyone myself or you or a young hunter starting out to to you know turn his prize dog loose and have a mule kick it and kill it and and boy that that has happened and so that's something that uh if you're gonna get into that and you were gonna you know you didn't have one you were gonna purchase one jason that that that's something, Jason, that you really got that. That's one of the number one things that you'd have to check on is make sure that they weren't aggressive to dogs at all. That would be my num. That would be my so, first number one thing. So when I went with John, this is years ago. I had it had to be Shelby, and uh, she was like a year and a half, and she's just a little. She was a young thing. I took her, and we were on the side of this hill, and uh, that dog was got underneath underneath the mule and the mules sitting there high stepping and Shelby's like freaking out thinking the mule's trying to kill her and that mule's just trying not to kill not to step on her yeah so this this mule's up there high stepping trying to protect Shelby and Shelby's just balling up right in the wrong place and I could just remember thinking either Shelby's gonna get hurt I'm gonna get hurt it was a bad deal you were on the mule at that time oh yeah I was on the mule The, (laughs) the mule's high stepping and Shelby's freaking out you know how a dog freaks out like 
You just scared. have never done it. Yeah. You yeah. Know? It was like if she could have yeah. been underneath the truck, she could have been underneath the truck. She's just, she's like, look, dad's riding this today. I'm going to climb underneath this mule. And, <laughs> it's and, as good as a truck. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah, it makes shade. It yeah. should be fine. Uh, it, but I mean, it, it, the, and the mule was not trying to hurt the dog. The mule was actually trying not to. Not to hurt it, and the dog was doing everything possibly wrong. So, so it's a two-part story there, John. Yeah, the mule's only half the story. The dogs, dogs yeah, take their own. I, part. I mean, I, I, one thing I would tell you, Jason. Before I, I mean, it's been a long time ago now, but before I had stock, I walk hunted with my dogs a lot. And if you walk hunt with your dogs, they or even hunting them off of a side by side or a four wheeler. I think dogs like like Buddy's dogs. I mean, he said Shelby and Shelby did. It seemed like there was a real steep spot or something. But you know, dogs they acclimate to that pretty fast, and you just kind of get integrated to be one of the pack. And the cool thing is about that that when they're trailing, you know, especially on a tough track, you know, when you're a horseback with them, you know, you stay right. You know, I sure. try and not get in the middle of them, but. You know, most days, especially this time of year, if my dogs are trailing a track, you know, they're within sight and earshot of me. I can see them, you know, almost all the time, unless it's real brushy or something. Sure. Yeah. yeah. But I do, I've always enjoyed, like, when I went to the coon hunts and things like that, we walk hunting. So mm-hmm. you can learn so much more. I feel like you guys on horseback, you get such more of a, an overview of what that dog's doing between A and B where a lot of times we're just guessing what happens between those two points where when sure. you're walk hunting or, or horseback, you're getting to see the work that's being contributed. And I feel like you guys get to know your dogs probably better than the average houndsman even. I, I, I do think that, you know, watching a dog work a tough track, you know, it certainly gives you an appreciation for who's doing, you know, the, you know, who's doing a lot of the work uh, and stuff and, and being there to be with them, uh, you know, and, and have your stuff with you and being able to, even if you're real athletic and stuff and can walk good, you know, uh, a horse or a mule will just take you to country, you know, day after day after day that, you know, it, it, it would be pretty tough for not all, but it'd be pretty tough for most people to do that afoot day in and day out. Uh, and, uh, and it, it certainly, and then you can take your equipment with you and stuff, you know, on the, on your saddle animal, whether it be it a saddle horse or a saddle mule. So one of the questions I thought about when Jason was, we were talking about this was, um, and I just have really limited experience, basically mostly through you, but, um, what if, if when Jason goes to look for a saddle or, or equipment or whatever, what would you recommend him? What's different than, than a cowboy saddle or a cowboy setup? You know what I mean? Yeah. Is there special you know, any, gear? any, anybody, Jason, so I'll tell you what, I'm not, a, I mean, I, I guess I ride all the time. I'm not a cowboy. You know, I'm a lion hunter and, and, uh, and I came to the horse and mule thing through wanting to learn how to be a lion hunter. And, and then my mentors in the Southwest, you know, I, that's where I started doing that. But, uh, what I would tell you is the easiest is if you decide to do, I'd certainly help you or whatever, but it's kind of like all the things that we have for our dogs, the, the things you need to use a horse or a mule in tough country, you know, to ride in the mountains and big, steep country, you're going to you're going to find out what you need by getting around people that do that for a living. Uh, and, and, and it won't be so much different. I mean, uh, uh, you know, there, there's a few different things like in the Southwest and I certainly use them here, but, uh, 
you know, I, all of my stirrups have taps on them, tapaderos, so you don't get sticks and, and stuff through your stirrup, which can cause oh, you a sure. big wreck. Uh, things like that. And that's just stuff that you learn from getting around people that use those animals in places like that. I, I tell you the unique thing I would tell you about, like, and I just hunt lions, but is, uh, you know, lots of the country I ride, you know, I'm not on. I mean, I'd be in an elk trail or a cow trail or something, but, you know, there's not you know, main trails. I mean, you're kind of bushwhacking through the country and, and a lot of it that those animals use is, you know, steep and rough and brushy and stuff. So you're, uh, you're using those saddle animals. You're, you're riding in, 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 you know, fairly rough geographical places compared to even like what maybe cowboys would, you know, cause cows don't usually in our country use the sides of those big steep mountains sure. and stuff as much. So anyway, but, uh, yeah, as far as like, uh, that kind of stuff, I think the easiest thing to do is to go get around someone. Not a lot different than learning how to go hunt your dogs. It's like the easiest thing is kind of go to get with someone that does sure. that, and it just certainly makes it easier. For or you can just make a bunch of mistakes and learn from them. Oh, well, <laughs> and hey, you know what? You're still going to do that because I've done it a bunch. <laughs> so, yeah. Uh uh, and the other thing is, Jason, if you're if like speaking, if you were going to get into it, certainly getting a mule that's, you know, not aggressive to dogs. But if you don't have a lot of experience in that, getting a getting a a, a nice, good citizen, gentle kind of a saddle animal is really important because I can tell you from experience uh, that it is it is it is really easy to get hurt doing that. And uh, boy, in a lot of places that you take those things, you're a you're a long ways from help. Right. So you want to be careful, you know, how, where you get one. And again, uh, you personally or anybody else, I mean, if, if it was somebody that you guys knew, I would certainly be happy to point them in the right direction because I'll tell you, uh, if you think people misrepresent hound dogs, you should be people <laughs> that sell saddle mules and horses. So, so the auction that I was looking at, yes or no? The horse auction? I would say no. Okay. <laughs> Dang it. <laughs> Just go on down to the local livestock sale. Right, right that one down. Yeah. <laughs> right that down. No no, no, no horse auctions. auctions. <laughs> right. There's some stories that come out of horse auctions. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, I would imagine. Mm. Uh, I, Why don't we got dog auctions? We should have a dog auction. That'd be just like a horse auction. I, it would probably. <laughs> the closest you know. thing is Autumn Oaks, man. You go to that <laughs> sale barn, and there are dogs tied up for days. Everything's for sale. It, wow. It's kind of like a livestock auction. It's pretty cool to see, actually. I, I'll bet it actually is interesting. Oh, yeah. They got the whole barn. I don't know about this year with COVID and everything. I didn't make it, but usually they got that whole barn. It's just like walking and previewing a livestock sale. You can go see all the wow. started, finished dogs, puppies, everything. It's all under under this outdoor, basically, uh, fairgrounds tent. It's pretty cool. Wow. So when you're getting your gear or your saddles or whatever, like you, you like your stirrups to be able to take boots because you're hiking a lot more, right? Sure. So you don't, you don't want, you know, that's something you want to, I, all the stirrups on my saddles are oversized that way. You know, if you are wearing a wintertime kind of a boot in the wintertime, you wouldn't get it jammed in that stirrup if you, you know, happen to have a wreck or you're just getting on and off. You know, it's just, you got to have enough room for that wider shoe. And that was one of the things I didn't think about when I went with, with, with John was, you know, you're wearing hunting boots, you know, you know, you can wear cowboy boots in some situations, but a lot of times it's like a a hunting boot or something like that. If you're in. Sure. Cause you're going to walk. 
yeah. tough places. That's usually. what I would think. Where you start your trip and where you end your trip, different footwear may be required. Like I'm not scaling well, a bunch it, of that it, cowboy. Boots. You can ask, buddy. But I mean, through the course of a general day, lion, you know, you're going to walk from some to quite a bit. Yeah, you know, depends, and it's sure. generally not flat. Uh, so yeah, you're going to wear. Uh, you're going to wear, you know, some kind of a, you know, a, a boot that is a little wider than a normal piece of footwear. So, yeah. So over, oversized stirrups, you know, with taps are kind of a, that I, I would say that's a necessity. If I was having, if somebody was asking me, I'd just tell them to get that. Sure. Yeah. And then it'd be, you know, that's what I would tell them. A comfortable saddle and, and oversized. Yeah. And, and the saddle's got to be comfortable for you and fit your horse or your mule. Because, uh, you know, there are just like in everything in life, you know, there's uh, there's high quality tack that's made that. And like I said, the, the easiest way to figure that out is to get with someone that that does that and they will have that kind of gear that's that's easy on the mule or horse's back and, and as easy as it can be on right. you. You can ask, buddy. I mean, the first day or two you go, it's going to make you a little bit sore and then you, <laughs> and then you get over it. You know, they, yeah, I uh, got back on a horse for the first time over with my hunting partner they told him i'm like man i gotta get myself in shape you know i want to be able to go on some of these hunts and i just know that if i jump on a horse i knew what i'd feel like the next day and it, luckily it took about two days for it to hit but i thought man i gotta get myself in a lot better shape before i even think about walking off a trail you know because i <laughs> i think it's like anything else motorsports or you know motorcycles you don't realize what it takes for somebody to just fly in and jump on a horse and go on a hunt with somebody like that's not, is that really a realistic thing? Or do you think that they just wouldn't be able to handle the ride for a couple of days? You know, uh, I don't take people with me much, but like uh, uh, friends of mine that guide hunters, if it, it sounds like if people can live through the end of the third day that they start getting a little better. But I think that, Middle and end of day two and day three is pretty rough on That's them. Rough. I, I, yeah, I think they, well, you just use a lot of muscles that you don't normally use. And, and, you know, it's not all, you know, they're twisting and trying to keep getting knocked off by trees and, you know, you're going through rocks and brush and buddy's done it with me plenty. I mean, he knows it's just a different, you know, it's, you know, you're hunting and some of the geography that a guy hunts in when you're hunting, like it, it, it wouldn't matter if you're hunting bears, it'd be the same or bobcats. Right. I mean, it's, you know, just, it's not like a, maybe not like a real easy trail ride. Like a groom trail. Yeah. You're yes. not riding a snowmobile down a trail. Yes. Air conditioning seats, heated seats. That, no. That's out. No. <laughs> they're heated when it's hot and they're cold when it's cold. That's what that, that's what those seats are like. Right. Nice. Yeah. They, uh. But anyway, that that would be my biggest take is if somebody was uh, if somebody was interested in doing that, it'd be to get around someone that does it. Mm-hmm. That would be the safest and and probably best. And you know what? You can do it. People do it all the time. You could go on your own and and just get them and stuff. But uh, knowing that that, uh, you know, speeds you know, up the process. And, and it and it's something that literally, you know, you could really get yourself injured doing too i mean you know there's some of that uh and you know what even when you ride good ones uh there is a certain amount of hazard involved in riding those equines in that rough country so you're saying carry carry your alpha 200 with built-in in in reach in case of emergency (laughs) i keep it i i i don't 
Well, actually, I do. I just haven't figured out how to use it yet. But I've got an in-reach explorer that I carry in my Shaps pocket that Buddy set up for me. So, yeah, yep. I carry one with me. Yeah. On my person. What, uh, how do you introduce a dog? So most of your dogs are grown up with you, you know? Yes. If, if, yep. If you were to take, let's just say my dogs. Yeah. Most of those dogs, even one that came out of your place or whatever, probably have never been around a, a mule mm-hmm. except for Shelby. Because, yep. You know, I, t- I took her. Which didn't go well. No. Yeah. Well, it, no, did, it, went, it went fine. It went fine. It was she just, just one little thing. She, she just hunkered in too close and the mule, I think, scared her. Um, you know, because she was staying too close, and she learned a lesson. That was one way of learning. But a then lesson. she went and got over it. She... I just wish the lesson wasn't learned on the side of a hill with you on a it. Fairly <laughs> steep drop off, and then me on a mule. And I was like, well, anyways. Um, but what would you, what would you recommend with with the dogs I got there right now? What, what would if you had to do that? What would you do? Just put them around them a little bit, and yeah. And I honestly like the way your dogs are, buddy, and the handle you have on them. I if if you wanted to take your dogs and and my stock tomorrow, I wouldn't be afraid to just go do that. But my stock's been around dogs a lot, a lot dogs. and your dogs would probably look at you for a minute and go, hey, wait a minute, you don't usually ride one of those. But then pretty quick, because you've walked with them enough and stuff, they'd be like, I guess this is just the way. That I think dogs like that. I think they like being close to you and you, know, right. you can kind of keep up with them. But uh if you're going to introduce, like, you, you know what, I guess an answer to your question is if you had a whole bunch of dogs, you know, six or eight or ten. I mean, most people don't have as many as me because they're smarter than right. me. But uh, you know what, maybe just having, introducing a, a handful of them at a time instead of all of them, you yeah. know. Uh, it, like, I would try and have one or the other know what was going on. Like, I, I probably wouldn't take a mule or a horse that had never hunted with dogs and a whole bunch of dogs that hadn't hunted around stuff. I think that could be a bad little bit of a bad mix. <laughs> maybe try to split it in half. But a I think bit. you could, but I think you could do it. Yeah. I, I mean, I, I think you do it. And I think they figure out pretty quick. Like you said, mine, my kennels kind of back up to my turnout. So my dogs see a horse or a mule from they, the time their eyes are open. Yeah. So they kind of know, it. uh, and stuff, yeah. but yeah, and I don't think you'd have too much issue unless you had unruly dog. You know what I mean? Like, and and again, just not putting yourself in that situation in rough country is what I think. You know, right? And you know what? You could control. go ride down a road or or out. You know, like on a on a easy. You know, like a like a Forest Service trail or something good, just to get them used to it for a little bit. I don't. I, it's never seemed like, I, I mean, Shelby, I guess I didn't even remember that happened. See, that's how yeah. much I, but I, she, I remember that she went and hunted because I tried to keep her at my house yeah. and I wouldn't have done that if I didn't like her. So <laughs> I think she did fine. She was a little bit tired after the yeah. 20 mile yeah. ride. She's after like, hey, the 10 or 12 mile circle. But she's looking for that dog box is what yeah. she's looking for for the trip home. Yeah. No, that the, was, uh, that but no I think that's, I, I, you know, the, the, the total, Dogs that had never been around a horse or a mule, and a horse or mule had never been hunted off of that—that that would be. You probably want to ease them into that a little bit. But yeah. I, I, I think anyone that's got their dogs where they have a little bit of a handle on them, and they just kind of you can walk with them. I think that you could just go do it. You know, and that's kind of a step I started taking because we've got some goats here. That the intention was pack goats for me and the kids, so I started introducing, like you said, a couple at a time. And most of mine were pretty, I mean, they're pretty easy handling dogs anyway. One time of, hey, leave it. And they just stand there and look at them, kind of. Sure. So I thought, well, we'll get them all used to the goats. And then when we start moving on up, maybe it'll help. 
the transition. How many goats you got, Jason? I got three. So we I'm have. Gonna need you, I'm going to need you to work up in the Washington <laughs> shop on a certain week. <laughs> hey, honestly, that I was already thinking about it when you got that whole teepee episode yeah. that happened. But yeah, I thought, well, you can't haul enough on one goat. You can pack your lunch and maybe a sleeping <laughs> pad. So we got three. We got Larry and Snowball and Waddles. My nice. kids named him. Except for Larry. I named Larry. I bottle fed that thing from baby baby. He's my little buddy. But I thought, man, if we could start acclimating him to something a little different. I didn't think it would take him long. And honestly, like you said, the dogs are pretty smart. And if you had a handle on them, I could see how it, it wouldn't be much different with a large equine. Other than the fear factor, I think they might be a little more timid around that than, like, let's say a goat that they could out-muscle if they had to. Sure. I, but I think people that have handles on their dogs, I, I like I said, as long as you weren't starting all green with one and all green with the other and doing it in the, you know, oh, dark 30 in the morning, you know, sure. in the dark and stuff, I, I, you have to use a little common sense yeah. about yeah. that. You Take know. some time. Uh, but uh, no different, I think, than... You know, like my dogs, I'd be really scared if somebody had to hunt them around a truck because I think my dogs would get ran over. Oh, sure. really? Well, because they just don't understand that. Yeah. Whereas yours totally understand that. Mm -hmm. No, that makes a good point. Like, you know? You just, you, they just acclimate. They just learn. You just, and you start, like with a pup for me on a truck, I just start young and take your time. And I imagine you just put them in that situation and they start mm -hmm. learning. Um, Jason, do you got any more? I yeah, I got one more that I was thinking of, and that's just like an age at which you start kind of experience or putting that dog in the pack on that kind of a setting. Oh, so you know what? That's a so Jason, you you just hit on that, but the we probably wait a little longer, and you already hit on it, but but the the uh, the 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 positive thing of that is that we get to stay with our dogs, you know, when we take them into the mountains in that rough country and stuff. But I generally don't start them real young. Uh, I don't like dogs to have, when they're young, have real negative experiences when we're trying to go hunting. And, you know, and, and you always, like, how many times, I mean, anybody that has dogs knows, like, oh, well, I'm just going to go make this little hunt right over here. Yeah, well, you know what? Anybody that has hound dogs, they really don't mean that. No. Because, but anyway, so what I try and do is is, like, you know, yeah, hey, you can say, hey, I'm just going to go make this little four-mile circle around this little mountain right here. Well, then you go halfway around your little four-mile circle and hit a tom track, and it pulls off there and goes 20 miles. That little dog has to go with you. Right. Yeah. And you can't load it up. And and I've and especially, you know, if it's cool outside, you know, maybe. And, and you know how that is just like people and everything else. You know, dogs mature at different rates. But right. I would say on an average, I, I'm not taking my dogs a lot. I watch them real close, but they're probably, you know, they're nine, 10 months old before they get to start going sure. a lot. Uh, just cause I mean, you know, if you just think if a nine month old puppy had to go on a 20 mile walk and not get a drink of water, that'd right. be pretty hard on it. They so, probably not want to go as much, huh? I, you know, the, I don't think you'd ruin a good one, but I, I just, I hate to do that to yeah, them. Yeah. You know, the old dogs up. are like, whatever, that jerk just did that to us again, but that's <laughs> kind of what they have. Uh, so that would be, you know, that'd be one thing, because you can't, you know, you don't have the, you know, if they get thrown out of the race, so to speak, well, they get thrown out of the race, they're just at the horse with or mule with me. Right, and they and still, still got to make to, the walk. 
Right, because we can't load them. You know, you can't put them. You know, load them back up. So that's one thing I would say is that you, you know, you want to be especially like over in where I work and hunt a lot. You know, there's a lot of places this time of year. There's not a lot of places to get a drink of water, sure, and yeah. uh, that's tough on a. You know that that's tough on. It's tough on all of them. So all of us. But. You're really considering mental, their mental state and their maturity there, but also physical maturity and physically being able to take a potential worst case scenario kind of thing. Sure. Well, and that's like I said, you know, we always joke about that. Hey, we're just going to go on this little short hunt. It's like, yeah, then 14 hours later, you know, you're back from your little short hunt. So yeah, uh, that, that's something that I, you know, that I do and you don't want them to miss out on, on opportunities to go learn their trade. But on the other hand, you don't want to, you know, and we all know that, you know, puppies have a lot of energy for a while. Yeah. Uh, (laughs) Real quick. (laughs) But that, but that slow burn, being able to grind and grind, you know, that that's something that comes with, you know, they got to mature a little bit, I, I feel like. Sure. So yeah. don't buy a pot liquor and don't buy an auction house horse. No auction horse. You're on a good start. <laughs> yeah, I that would be my, and, and you know, I've never been, I'm real blessed about where I get my dogs and stuff, but like, and I've never been to a deal like you're saying. It would be interesting just to see it. Come with us. Well, an, Maybe an you'll drag horse? Buddy to Autumn. No, the, the, the. <laughs> Automotive, the big dog thing. Yeah, I mean oh. that would be really. It, it, it's neat. I've been it's, to one. Me and Matt went, and then Jason, you went to one. Yeah, I've been to a couple. Ago. Yeah, so it's I, like something I, yeah, you've never seen. There's some tre- and I'll bet there's some tremendous hunters and stuff there. Yeah. Oh yeah. You know, it's, I still they, like an auction horse. I, you, you're at the auction and you see that horse and it looks so good. I, the story is right there. Man. I get it. I, you know, I, uh, <laughs> you know that uh, I. Uh, from personal experience, I mean, it wasn't quite an auction, but I would say that I wouldn't do that. But that would just be me. So. I'm just telling you, man. If you yeah. when you're sitting there in the in yeah, the, buddy gets in auction crowd, fever. I grew up in an auction that... house, buddy. I know man. what that's all about. <laughs> yeah, I've not done that. But oh. Anyway, uh, wreck my dreams. I'm, I'm sorry. I'm, gonna, I'm, yeah. gonna go the, I, I'm always throwing ice water on somebody's something. Seventy five percent off. I, you could get a deal, Jason. You can no. get a deal. You no. know. There's yeah that 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 whole joke about the free horse thing is a scary deal <laughs> for sure. <laughs> um. Anyways, John, I think that was a good one. Do you, Jason, you got anything more? We're wrapping up here. In our, oh, I will later. I think it's a good place to start. <laughs> as soon as we hang up, we'll remember the next thing. Sure. Yeah. Right. That's how it works. <laughs>